0: Welcome to the Brentwood Academy Podcast. We're a co educational independent college preparatory school near Nashville, Tennessee. Our mission is to nurture and challenge each whole person, body, mind, and spirit, to the glory of God. This podcast will give you a glimpse into the stories, lives, and relationships that make BA such a special place. For more information about BA, visit Brentwoodacademy.com. Now, on to today's episode. I am super excited about this episode. Uh, this one came about. Uh, I, I feel like God really set this thing up. Um, I was sitting with uh, Jean Natwick and uh, and talking with her about doing this, doing some podcast stuff, and and my colleague, my friend, uh, my mentor, uh, Renee Rochester, Doctor Renee Rochester, affectionately known as Doc Rock. Uh, Probably how I'm going to refer to her for the rest of this episode. Uh, she walks up and and we just started talking about Pentecost and this upcoming holiday within the church, and it just it, it just two things came together, and I said, "Let's do one. Let's do an episode on Pentecost." And so I think uh, I'm really thankful to to Jean and Phil here for for letting us do this uh thankful for doc for being here today and uh just super excited about this i think we're gonna we're gonna learn we're gonna learn a lot uh doc and i are gonna share some stories about uh, about what we've seen the holy spirit do in our lives some of the things we've seen happen and uh so uh settle in uh let's listen to this episode. Uh, um, uh, please, if you can respond with with any other questions, comments, we would love to have some interaction on this topic because uh, this is, uh, I think this is something that, that, that we kind of skip over. The Holy Spirit is something that we, in some ways, we skip over in the church a little bit. We, we know the Father and we know the Son, Jesus, and uh, the Holy Spirit kind of <laughs> confuses us sometimes. So, um, I'd, we'd love to interact on this a little bit and hear your thoughts after you listen to this. So um, without further ado, I want to I want to jump right in. And uh, I guess I, I didn't introduce myself. I, I let that kind of go, uh, uh, kind of assume people know who I am. But if you haven't listened to these other episodes, uh, my name is Matt Brown. I teach uh, Christian Dynamics. I teach... Uh, five sections of the senior Bible class, and do some other stuff around here, and and most recently have been asked to and invited to do this, and 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 I keep I keep worming my way into this podcast episode thing. So, uh, <laughs> thanks for letting me be here as well, um, Doc. So, uh, first off, I just I want I want people to to kind of hear what you do here, y'all, the different hats that you wear around here. So, what are your different roles?
1: Well, many roles, I guess. No, really just one. First of all, I'm just uh, a child of the king doing what he tells me to do, and I'm married to him, and I serve here. So I uh, officially, my title is the Director of Student Academic Support here at the high school, and that came about because for years, just serving young people who get out of practice late or whatever they do late in the evening and really need to work on their studies, And being a former D1 athlete, I know how hard it is sometimes to balance athletics and academics. So I wanted to serve the young people in that manner. So that's grown into what we call E3, and that's grown into me becoming the Director of Student Academic Support. I've taught here. That I'm finishing, I believe, my 11th year. I started out uh, teaching anatomy and physiology. I'm in the science department, and now I teach what people call the soft science. Hallelujah. <laughs> I teach uh, AP psychology and general psychology, and I love it because it's a time where I can talk to the young people about who they are, and see and understand that God created them first to be a spiritual being who has a soul, and that's where we get the word suke from, who lives in a body. So I teach, uh, recently I've taught four classes, prior to that I taught five classes of psych, two AP, three general, and so we're weaning that back a little bit so I can kind of do some more, and with less effort I guess, (laughs) I'm trying to slow my roll a little bit, so I just, like I said, I'm a teacher, that's my passion, that's what I love, and uh, I love enlightening this generation with God's truth and the platform that he gives me in the classroom.
0: And and so if, as if that weren't enough, if, if that didn't make up a full-time job, you you do some stuff outside of here too, right?
1: I do, I do. God has graced me to be able to speak and write, and I serve on the board currently of Athletes in Action. I've served on the board a fellowship at Christian Athletes for several years. I speak to youth groups, youth leaders. I've taught at Fuller Seminary for the last 12 years. Uh, this year was the first year that I didn't go back in the spring teaching in the Urban Youth Development Program. Love it. And uh, so I guess I just go where he says go, do what he says do, and and just hold on for the ride. And I get to play with you in the afternoon with our yep. triple jumpers and long jumpers out on the track, and that's fun too. So
0: Yeah. I like that. I like that plug for Fuller. That's, that's that's my my alma mater too. So we'll we'll throw in that little advertisement there for Fuller Seminary. Um, so this episode is uh, primarily about Pentecost. This uh, this thing on the calendar, and I don't even know how you guys are going to title it. People might see Pentecost and they're like, "What in the world is that?" Um, so we we want to answer that. We want to answer that question. What is Pentecost? And uh, so Pentecost is a is a holiday coming up uh, in the church on May 20th this year, and uh, and Doc, I just I want you to kind of l- lay it out. What is it, and uh, why do we not? Why do you think the church doesn't celebrate this on the same level as we celebrate Christmas and Easter?
1: I think we don't celebrate certain things because we just don't know to celebrate it, and if it's not introduced to us, we don't know what to do with it. Now I grew up. I didn't really know much about the church or about the Bible, and I I thought the Holy Spirit was just the end of a prayer, you know, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I just thought that's how it was until I had my personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ in 1980. And as I began to study and began to listen and began to learn, I learned more about not just Pentecost, but just who God's called us to be in Uh, introducing his presence in the earth. Actually, it was a feast. You know, in the Jewish culture years ago, it was the Feast of Harvest. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. And it was when they gave the first of their fruits. You know, after the harvest came, the very first went to the Lord. Like unto what we say, the tithe goes unto the Lord, but they gave the first fruits. But what's so awesome about it, it was on that Feast of Pentecost, or the Feast of Harvest, that that whole picture is that Christ, just like that seed goes in the ground and has to germinate and then it blossoms forth to come forth out of the ground first, you know, that Christ, he was the firstborn, it tells us in Romans eight twenty-eight and 29, we usually quote the very first part, you know, uh, you know when somebody's going through something tragic, we hear you know right, God com- yeah, that all things come together, we work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose, and we stop there, but the rest of the verse tells us that Jesus was that first fruit for us because the rest of the verse says, after it says that uh for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. And some people stop there, but the latter part of the verse says that he might be the firstborn amongst many brethren. He was the first one to be born in an earth suit housing the Spirit of God, who is the Holy Spirit. And what's so powerful to me about this is that he came in an earth suit to show us how to live life on earth, Full of the Spirit, listening and talking to God throughout yeah. the day, doing what God mandated to happen on earth. So He was our picture. But Pentecost really is 50 days after Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. or if I may, seven weeks, and seven's the number of completions, seven mm-hmm. weeks after Easter. That's when Pentecost, the day of Pentecost, as you know in the book of Acts, talks about when the Holy Spirit visited us, you know, at that time. And it's so powerful when you understand a little bit about what the priest did in the Old Testament, because Jesus really was speaking to the lost sheep of the house of Jerusalem. He was speaking mm-hmm. to a Jewish culture. And what's so interesting to me, Matt, you know, the, the priest went in, you know, to pour blood on the mercy seat, you know, from a spotless lamb, you know, to cover the sins of the people. And yep. what Christ did at Calvary was poured out his blood. He, you know, died, was buried, rose again on the third day. Here mm-hmm. comes that first fruit being risen again. That's a whole nother deal, another talk. But what's so awesome to me is that what the priest would do when he poured that blood on the mercy seat, he would go in fully vested, fully robed, and at the bottom of his robe uh, he had bells. Mm-hmm. And pomegranates, and the bells were on him, and then he had a rope wrapped around him, and if he went into the presence of a holy God, and he wasn't holy and pure, he would drop dead, and they'd pull him out by the rope. Yeah. You know, that's kind of crazy. You (laughs) think, oh my gosh. But when you think about what happened— When the priest, they did hear the bells, they heard a sound. That's how they knew, oh, the sacrifice was accepted, the priest is coming out, and the people rejoiced. And the first thing that the priest would proclaim was peace to the people. So picture Christ now living he loved me, dying he saved me, buried he carried my sins far away, rising he justified just as if I'd never sinned. That's what the blood did for me. Freed me forever. One day he's coming back, glorious day. But what he did, he rose again from the dead. And people don't quote this in Matthew that on the day that he rose, it says that they saw many of the old saints rise too and they were walking Mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. So the resurrection life, others rose at the same time. But I believe he was taking the saints of old to the portals of glory so that he could pour the blood on the mercy seat he sacrificed his blood now he's going to pour the blood on the mercy just like the old priest now what's so powerful to me so he goes up he ascends you know he pours the blood on the mercy seat and i believe this because he told the disciples stay in the city until you receive power from on high that's what we know today as the day of pentecost stay in the city so picture this jesus being a high priest pours the blood on the mercy seat He's that high priest. And he comes out, obviously, because he was sinless. But the Bible says when the day of Pentecost came, they heard a sound from heaven. Yeah. I believe the sound from heaven, that mighty rushing wind and the sound of heaven, was that phew, it's paid for, the blood sea, everything's done. And he came out and he says, now you go in the power that I have sent you. He promised that he would send it. But that's the picture for me personally, is that... He did it. He did what the old priest did as my high priest, and now he left me what I need to do to finish the work that he did on earth. He said, "I finished the work." Now I tell them to go do what I did, mm-hmm. and he did it so that we could walk in peace on earth by the power of the Spirit. So that was mm-hmm. kind of long and short, and whoop, in a package. I hope that <laughs> made sense to somebody.
0: Well, I think there's there is so much there because we're there talking is. Is. about it's too the... much
1: there actually to do in a little podcast. So yeah. anyway. We're but trying.
0: but in terms of in terms of working out the theology and then the things that happened, I think that's that's a great picture of, of what happened. Going from you know even pulling on that image of from Hebrews where you're talking about the high priest going in and mm-hmm. there's a curtain there yep. and you know he's going in and he he might die he might not make it out mm-hmm. uh, and now with that in 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 Hebrews it says you know that that veil has been torn, torn. right it's yes. the, and we have an anchor that has entered in behind the veil mm-hmm. right. Right Christ, our anchor, back yeah. there now we don't now we can approach the throne of grace with Amen. confidence confidence, which is which so in in one sense that that is what the Holy Spirit yes. does for us, and we're going to get yes. into more of what the Holy Spirit is,
1: but that piece you just said about coming with confidence, I think that when. When we see people today and we ask why the church struggles, I think a lot of folks don't know they can come with that boldness it says in one yep. translation with confidence to the throne room of grace to receive mercy and grace to help in time of need. That we can come with confidence because everything's been paid for and he welcomes us. But a yep. lot of times we don't know what we don't know, so we don't operate in what we don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I and I the the picture that you mentioned the harvest. Mm-hmm. So the the Pentecost or Shavuot in yes. the in the Hebrew was
1: uh, um, don't speak that Hebrew. Um, <laughs> I don't know that much,
0: but uh, so it's celebration <laughs> Shalom, of the harvest. <laughs> so it's a celebration of the harvest, but also mm-hmm. even now it's a celebration of the of the giving of the law. Yes. And I and I love that picture of of, of just the the timing. So so. Jesus shows up and is is, is crucified on Passover, right? Mm-hmm. He's that Passover lamb. Yeah, so he yeah, takes yeah. he takes that tradition that's been you know for for thousands of years. He takes that tradition and and, and fulfills it, right? Mm-hmm. He the the Passover lamb that is that we partake of its body, right? We partake of Christ's body and, and kind of identify with that death. In Passover, they spread the blood of the lamb over the door and all of that, and and uh. uh None of his bone, none of the lamb's bones were broken. None of Christ's bones were broken. So he he fulfills that image of the Passover lamb. Well, then 50 days later, you get this celebration of the law and the celebration of the harvest, and you get the Holy Spirit coming down and fulfilling this picture you know, that the prophets had spoken of. Mm-hmm. Hey, you've got this law written now, but guess what? Now I'm going to write the law of yes, God on your heart. Yes. And I'm also going to prepare here. Now there's going to be a harvest, right? Mm-hmm. On Pentecost, there's, you know, Three thousand are saved that day. There is a mm-hmm. there's a harvest there at the same time. So that constant fulfill you know fulfilling of these images that have been there in, in the Old Testament for thousands of years.
1: One thing you said that just struck me was the celebration of the law. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send, it says, will lead us and guide us into all truth. That's what Jesus spoke in John. But he was called the Spirit of Truth and then in John 17:17 17, 17, he says set apart thy servants in truth for thy word is truth so the holy spirit embeds you know it's the father the son the holy spirit we hear that all the time but he's called the spirit of truth you said that he now comes to uh dwell in our hearts so the law is now written on our hearts you know and The church at Corinth, Paul wrote to them. He says, come out from their midst and be separate, saith God, don't touch that which is unclean. I'll welcome you and I'll be a father to you and you'll be sons and daughters unto me. He says that I will write my laws upon your heart. He kind of repeats what happened Mm -hmm. and what he said he would do in Ezekiel and what he said he would do in Joel, you know, on Mm -hmm. the day of Pentecost. In the last days, and this is the part that I love. You know, being at Brentwood Academy and being here is... I am the only African-American female staff member, mm-hmm. faculty. And sometimes, you know, things can go off in my head. Mm-hmm. And the Lord reminds me, you know, you, you're just a lighter shade of brown, dirt, <laughs> and I'm a darker shade of brown, dirt. We're all dirt. <laughs> all of us are dirt. We come from the dirt, but we're earth's, earthen vessels yep. that embody the spirit of God. So at the end of the day, who's reigning in your life? You know, what spirit is dwelling within you? And that gives me a peace to know that I can walk wherever I go to do what God's given me Mm -hmm. to do on earth. He says, I'll pour out my spirit among all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Mm -hmm. Old men will dream dreams. Young men will have visions. And so we see God embodying, you know, embracing Mm -hmm. us as his body right Mm -hmm. here. And what a picture we can be of the Mm -hmm. glory you know, shown on earth as it is in heaven, as we do what God's given us to do by yeah. the power and the anointing of the Holy yeah. Spirit.
0: Oh, that's good, and I, and I want to get back to that idea of uh, you kind of touched on it—the Holy Spirit bringing bringing unity and and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But first, Sorry. I want to ask this. I want to get to. Uh, I, I get w- excited. Sorry. Hey, no, you, hey, you're not you're not jumping the gun. This stuff is all connecting here. Uh, what I what I think one of the things we need to talk about first is. Uh, this disparity we see if, we, if, if any if anybody's out there who's <coughs> anybody 's out there who 's read the book of Acts or even read the Gospels, right mm-hmm. you see mm, the church and 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 what Jesus was doing, what the apostles were doing doesn 't look like our church a lot of times in terms of the Holy Spirit you know I mean we see we 're seeing healings and we 're seeing miracles and we 're seeing uh, words of knowledge spoken to people and we 're seeing uh, all of this stuff, and for many people, I think in the modern Western Church, we say, "Well, that's not that doesn't happen anymore. We don't see that, and so we we see a um, you know you you have a group that would be called in theological terms cessationists. Mm-hmm, hey, this mm-hmm. this only hey, the Holy Spirit was basically just jump starting the church mm-hmm. uh, with the with the apostles, and the apostles got to do these things. But nobody after that got to do these things, or it kind of fizzled out, or or whatever. And and some people say God still does these things; the Holy Spirit still does these things. Uh, why do we see such a disparity now? And I, I get this question in my class a mm-hmm. lot. But I want to hear what you think. What do we see a disparity between the church in Acts and our We're own church, today. our own experience?
1: Well, I believe, and this is my perception of what I see. And actually we have to know that perception is reality to the one who perceives it. But I really believe a lot of times we see a disparity because mankind, I believe mankind can't handle God moving in the spirit because we are so independent and we Mm -hmm. think it's all about us. And I think sometimes God withholds his presence because he can't trust us with his power. Mm -hmm. I've, I've seen many men and many women, you know, uh, the glory didn't go to the Father. The Bible says very clearly to us, Jesus said, let your light so shine before men, that those who see your works. Because Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also, and greater works shall you do because I go to the Father. I don't believe there's any greater work than seeing the dead raised. I, and, I, and some people have seen dead raised in their ministry, literally, yep. physically. Not yep. just spiritually, but physically. But I don't think there's any greater work than that. But I don't believe the essence of it is that you know, the raising of the dead or the working of the miracles. I think when he said, greater work shall you do because I go to the Father, I Mm -hmm. believe it's greater in quantity, not quality. Because on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came to dwell in all flesh, he said, that's why Renee can take the Holy Spirit in her class, take it to California. If I go to Boston, you're going to take it where you're going to go, you're going to go. He's dispersing the Spirit of God so that the whole earth will be filled with his glory Mm -hmm. as the waters cover the sea. So I, I believe it's greater in quantity because God's raising up men and women that learn how to walk in intimacy with the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. to hear God's voice, to do God's bidding in the earth. Because it says you give glory to the Father. And a lot of people give mm-hmm. glory to the great act that just happened. or yeah. And then they start and camp a ministry around what miracle that God did, mm-hmm. and they forget who did the miracle. Sometimes people, you know, they're seeking the presence and the you know the presence like a gift mm-hmm. they're seeking the gifts rather than the giver yeah they're seeking the miraculous rather than the man of god and i believe that's why there is disparity because i don't think mankind can really handle it yeah. and then the, because you see all through the new testament or the pauline writings or paul's writings to the churches that humans we we struggle with the same things that Lucifer struggled with when he fell, what the boys struggled with in the garden, you know, uh, yes. the sons, mm-hmm. jealousy. Mm-hmm. You know, you see God moving, and it's just because it's God's grace and God moves, and some say, oh, I can do that too. And then they try to man make what God did, and yeah. then it's a hot mess. And yeah. I, I really believe it's because we, either ignorance, It says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And it doesn't mean they're going to be utterly destroyed. It actually means that they have no parameters, like to be restrained in the roller coaster. They put you in that restraint of a seat. I think people wander aimlessly when they don't know truth. And I think this, a lot of times, I ask people all the time, what's God showing you from his word? They can't tell me the scripture the word is loaded with the role of the holy spirit but if it's not taught you don't know right and you know when you don't know you don't know what to do so i think that some of its ignorance i think some i i would put the two here ignorance and arrogance i think those are the two mm-hmm. reasons why we don't see it
0: well that's that's really poignant i think yeah and i and i, I agree on that i think there's also an element of we can, we can control when we teach the Bible, we can control that. We can Mm -hmm. control what happens to some extent when we teach the Bible and it's easy to do that. Ah. But when we start teaching about the Holy spirit and I can't, I can't, yeah, you gotta get, you gotta get out out of the way and you can't, you can't make something happen. Right. Um, Right. And so, uh, so I think that's a, that's another element to it Mm. that, Mm -hmm. that I've, that I've seen. I've seen it in my own life Mm as I try to talk about it and teach, you know, what does the Holy spirit do? I can't, you know, kids want to want to say well you know how do we make this stuff happen I'm like, we can't make it happen holy spirit's going to show up where he wants to mm. uh so i think that's hard for us too mm-hmm. in a culture that we, we like to control i like to control, control. and, and yeah. i'm on a i'm on a schedule right i can't you know <laughs> i can't wait on him to show mm-hmm. up and so mm-hmm. i think that's a wow. i think that's yeah. a problem but um what would you say now is that i mean what is the what what should we know about the role of the Holy Spirit? Now, we've, we've talked about, we've you know, circled around some of that, but if we were going to boil it down, what is the role of the Holy Spirit today?
1: I think the Holy Spirit's like the governor on earth because he comes to govern our lives individually. Mm-hmm. And if Paul t- calls me an ambassador, that means that I'm representing another government. Mm-hmm. And the government is the kingdom of God. Jesus came, first first Mm. message was repent. Metanoia, change your way of thinking, for the kingdom of God is now present. So when we represent the kingdom of God, which is in heaven on earth, we Mm. are now representing as ambassadors the government of heaven. But we only represent the government of heaven when the governor is reigning and ruling in our lives. The Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us, and he is the witness. It's not us. You yeah. shall receive, it says in Acts one eight. Power after that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you to be my witnesses. And we look at that. I'm going to be the witness. No, the witness is the Holy Spirit, because he was the one that witnessed the high priest come out, and the bells, yeah. you know, were still ringing. Yeah. He was the witness, and he now dwells in us. So he mm-hmm. empowers us now to flesh out. That thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the role is that He's the governor. He governs our life that we might represent His kingdom. You think of the word uh represence, you know, to represent, we are represencing. Him, Mm. Christ, what he did on earth in an earthen vessel. That's what we do. He says, the work I've done, you've given me to do, Father, I've finished it. Now restore me to the glory which I had with you before time began. And John, it tells us that in 17. And then so now, he says, I gave them now the job to do. So now we are now those little earth suits governed by the Holy Spirit to flesh out his kingdom come on earth his will be done as it is in heaven. So I believe the role of the Holy Spirit is to govern our lives and to speak to us. He's a person. I think people think the Holy Spirit's an it, or he's just the wind. No, he used the analogy of the wind. He said yeah. he it, he he has feelings. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He's a person, but I don't think we know him as a person. I think a yeah. lot of times we know him as an it, yeah, or this thing. Yeah, well, he's the boom, spooky ghost. No, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, just sorry. <laughs>
0: Just scared everybody out. Oh, Somebody was driving head. right now while they were okay, listening to this. Uh, but I think one of the, one of the things you said when you, you you mentioned the the wind and and we talk about, and you were talking about being the ones now full of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. carrying out. I I love the picture of what the what the word church means or mm-hmm. in, in Greek the ecclesia the ecclesia yeah. come the on preach that ek, yeah. out of out, out of. from out oh. of and yeah. Ecclesia from Kaleo, Kaleo to call right the called out ones, you know the called out ones. So the church, get this if you're if you're listening, you've never heard this before. I, I love this. This just speaks to me all the time. The ecclesia, the church, we are the called out yes, ones. Sir. So we've been in two senses, just like just like the Holy Spirit is is described as breath or wind, where there's an inhaling and there's an exhaling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, within the church, we are called out from the world. Mm-hmm. And then we are exhaled yes. back into the world, you right? Filled with the Spirit. That's good. And sent back out. We are called out from mm-hmm. the assembly, the the church, and called out into the world. So there's this inhaling and exhaling yes. within the church. Yes,
1: that's yes. good.
0: I think it's just. I think it's is beautiful. I love that picture. And we and you know, we don't get it when we hear church. You know? We just Choke. think of like a building. Exactly. Room, you know?
1: And so we have to teach. That's why. That's the beauty of being a born-again, Holy Ghost-filled educator. What a powerful place because we have the opportunity to teach those concepts. Like when we talk about, it's so fun how my class overlaps with your class. You know, my students have you and I I have some of your students. Well, we actually talk about that inhaling and exhaling because on the day that God formed man out of nothing, the man was the spirit man created in his image and in his likeness because God is spirit. So that spirit man created out of nothing, he puts an earth suit on him and then he, ruach, he breathes into him the breath of life. And the word for spirit all through the New Testament is the word pneuma, where we get breath from. Yeah. Mercy. Yeah. <laughs> so that ecclesia, breathing, Yeah, that's what we should be doing. I, I saw the movie years ago, um, The Wardrobe. I didn't grow up like a lot of kids here. I didn't grow up reading spiritual stuff I wouldn't say it. we were CME Christians Christmas Mother's Day Vietnamese, you <laughs> feeling me and so I didn't know a whole lot of the Bible and so when I first got saved I had an insatiable hunger for the word and began to grow but I saw that movie and I'm sitting back there I said this is no kids movie I was back in the back going glory to God <laughs> but there was a scene when I son, when he comes back yeah. And he starts breathing on all those that were like yeah. dead like statues and they came alive. I'm like, whoo, Jesus. I mean, I got so excited. But that's what God's called yeah. us to do. Yeah. To breathe life yeah. on folks that need a word of hope and joy and peace and comfort we should yeah. be so filled to that we are overflowing and that out of our belly he said flows rivers of living water and he spoke that as he mm. spoke of the holy spirit but when you start breathing life because you're learning how to twofold listen you're listening to the spirit of god and you're listening to what comes out of somebody else's heart yeah. do we take time to hear people's hearts or do we just listen and then get our speech together yeah, to talk get, at yeah. them yeah. but when you hear and then the holy spirit gives you as you said earlier that word of knowledge to speak life and hope and peace and joy mm-hmm. that's our role to breathe life back into people who are hurting
0: yeah well i you know i don't even know if i, I don't even want to dive dive into uh it. Into gifts of the spirit because there's there's just so much and every time we get into That's gifts have to of the spirit, yeah, part two. Bro. Yeah, no. part two <laughs> Romans 12, 1 Corinthians twelve, Ephesians four. Mm-hmm. We got there's there's just there's so much there yes, on the gifts yes, of the yes, spirit, yes. but but just a, a comment there. I think, it, it, because we don't teach the Holy Spirit well, I don't yeah. think in a, in most of our churches, in many of our churches, we don't teach the Holy Spirit well. People are confused about the gifts of the spirit and and, and don't know what kind of gifts God's given them and um i don't know i think
1: to... i think first and foremost i think we need to teach people that the gift is the holy spirit and mm-hmm. he met us most he manifests himself in all these mm-hmm. different ways because if we teach it that way it takes the yeah. pressure off of people thinking well i got this gift and you got that gift and that's right. what they were doing in corinth and right. that's why he said you know to compare yourselves amongst yourselves is not wise. And that's what they were doing. So I think when they understand that there's one spirit, he said, but there are many manifestations. There Mm -hmm. are varieties of Mm -hmm. gifts of that spirit, birthed of, off means to be birthed of. So there are many manifestations birthed out of that spirit and keeping the focus on the spirit. And I look at it like our guys out at the track, you know, some... I mean, they show enough have white twitch explosive fiber, Yeah, and they going to explode and do what they do. But don't put them in that 3,200-meter run. No, no. You know what <laughs> I'm mean? saying? It's like, you ain't got that gift, bro. I love you, but you know. But I think sometimes – but they know that, well, you know, my teammate, that's his yeah, role. that's his thing, yeah. And this is my role. Yeah. But we both are part of that same yeah. unit. And so I think – Introducing the body and young believers, I believe, to who they are in Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit. I feel like we don't teach that part enough. I think it's just, well, you just need to know who you are in Christ. Well, Christ, it means the anointed one. Hello. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So when we... I am so sorry. You I thank God for editing, okay but uh You gotta
0: leave that in there. I, I hey gotta man, hear that.
1: Laughter's good. It's <laughs> medicine to the soul. But I, I do believe we have to we have to start teaching again. I I taught a class at a school similar to this in Austin, Texas. Uh shout out. High Park Baptist High School. Anyway, uh but I taught a class that I designed called Spiritual Growth and Development. Uh-huh. We did a whole unit on the Holy Spirit because what we did at the beginning, I talked about God the Father. Who is God the Father?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who is God as your Father? God the Son. We did a unit on mm-hmm. Jesus. What did he come to do? And then who is God the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And we laid that foundation first, and then we grew out of that. So it it allowed them to be able to discern through the text, and not through what they see on the TV, yeah. what they hear on a podcast or YouTube or this or that. I, I believe we're living in a time now where Jesus said in Matthew 24, 4, he said, see to it that no man deceive you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, that's be, and I think we can be so wooed by things, and especially when you start talking about manifestations of the Holy Spirit, if you don't know that it falls in line with the truth of God's word. So yeah. Helping them to to dive in and go a little bit deeper. That's a prayer for me to see.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. We looks like we're we're out of time at least at least for this for this one. Uh, but Doc, could you pray for us? And uh, I I just I really want to thank you for for being here and for talking. This has been this has been re- this has been awesome. Uh, you this was is stirring every, my soul. Brother. Everything oh, that I yeah. wanted to everything I wanted to get out of this and I. I I want at some point, if we can, to come back and and actually tell some stories here i Absolutely. I think the two things I, I still want to talk about at some point are uh how do I hear the voice of God? how do I hear the Holy Spirit in my life? Okay and and let's let's just share some testimonies here Absolutely. at some point, because Phase I think two. yeah, because if we haven't seen it, if we haven't experienced mm-hmm. this, then then we're like well where where is God where's God in my everyday experience? where's the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. my everyday experience? but if you could close this out right now and just, pr- just pray for us and, and pray for all those out there listening that mm-hmm. uh that this would just, would just, uh would not return void
1: amen yeah Father, I do thank you for the opportunity we've had this morning. I thank you for uh just Matt allowing me to come and I thank you for filling and Jean trusting that I would have something to say now spirit of God we just ask that you would continue to lead us and guide us into all truth I do pray for opportunities father that we would continue to show forth your glory your nature in the earth today now Lord we do pray your word says that as it goes forth it, uh, the truth goes forth it will not return void without accomplishing what you sent it forth to do We thank you for this opportunity, Father. Take the seed as you sow it. We ask and we trust that you grow it. Now, bless our day, bless our time, bless every hearer out there who's listening. I pray that they be encouraged, refreshed, even challenged to seek a little deeper what God's saying to his ecclesia, to his called out ones. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thanks for listening. It's always great to hear the wonderful stories, moments, and insights from members of the BA community. If you have an idea for a podcast episode, we want to hear it. Just visit BrentwoodAcademy.com forward slash podcast to submit your episode idea today.